This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Wishers Breakaway is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers. Could not do without you. Tell you every single week how much I love you. And also, we are $20 away from our goal of getting the outside MSG on October 3rd to get arrested, possibly uh, for a sermon. Anyway, uh, if you want to join us on September 14th at 3 p.m. at the gym mill, we will be doing our 200th episode with Blue Shirts Panther live. Woo! Come hang out. The gym mill, the details are on our Twitter somewhere. You can always ask us and... uh, Hopefully, we'll see some of you guys there. All right, we got a big show today. Got Rick Carpinello, our good dear friend, tells some funny stories and breaks some like weird inside news that I didn't think he would. And uh, just an overall fun time show. All right, let's get to it. Bye bye. Or hello, whichever. All right, let's play Mark Messier. Hi, everybody. It's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Welcome to another tremendous, stupendous week of the Bluetooth Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host, Greg Kaplan, and we are recording in deep August when there is, this is the worst, this is the least news we will have all year, this particular episode, but maybe not with the rosters coming out, but with all that being said, Gregory, say hello. Yeah, I think we had less last week. Yeah, I think I I realized as I was saying it, like, did we have? Is this the least week? But I think last week I even, was. What do you, what do you, what do we what talk we about? Talk about last week. Great question. I uh, did some serious August content of games to watch, and then mm. our, I feel like our which you know was that good. I'm shrugging my shoulders. Uh, and the week before that, or actually the the first half, I felt like was pretty good. We did like a mini mailbag, I believe. Um, or was that the week before that? Fuck, it all blends together. We might, have, we might have done a couple mini mailbags. Shit, no, we did the prospect pool last week. Mini mailbag was the week before with uh, Matthew Estevez. So what, what I'm saying is we're really good at this. We're really oh, good at the this. Best. Well, the, the good best. news is that if you're if you're really podcast hun- hungry, you could check out Blue Shirts Banter this week. Oh, that was mean. That was deep, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Joe. That was mean. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey, you want to start with a story? Oh, okay. This is hockey related, Start right? Definitely hockey oh, related. Only, definitely only, hockey related. You, you only definitely saw... has nothing to do with my roommate who's still not home. Right. It's not about the Rangers, right? Or I it mean, is, it is about the Rangers. Is what you're it happened in Texas. It could so be the about Texas, the Texas Rangers. Rangers. Okay, I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't specify. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, minding my own business. It's a Friday night. Yes. Spent the previous five, six hours at the casino watching the 14 inning Met game that left me frustrated and bewildered and just not feeling really great about uh, the, the Mets of New York. Anyway, come home, midnight, watch a movie, fall asleep, life's good. Got Met tickets for Saturday, got to get some sleep, 
driving there and back, was going to wake up and watch soccer, had plans. It was going to be a fun Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Sounds like an animal got loose in my house. Okay. Uh, all of a sudden, I hear someone screaming my name. And again, mind you, my roommate is in Texas. So someone so, screaming your name in your house is A, either a, go- a ghost or right. something else. Um, Ghosts are dumb, by the way. They don't exist. No, but I hear someone screaming my name. Immediate thought, my house is burning down. How my house is burning down, I don't know. But why else would someone be in my house at 4 o'clock in the morning screaming my name? Long story short, it's my roommate's mom. Uh, side story, my roommate bought this little townhouse from his mom, but we still are paying her the difference in the mortgage, which is basically where our rent comes into play. So she has a key because she's technically our landlord. And she can come in, check on us, usually announced, mm-hmm. uh, and usually not 4 o'clock in the morning. Anyway, that's oh, how she, she got into the house. she happens to be the mother of the other kid you're living with, so it's right. not that She creepy. is my roommate's mom. Right. She creepy. is my roommate's mom. Yes. Um, needless to say, she gets to my house at 4 o'clock in the morning, screaming, Greg, are you home? Greg, are you awake? Greg, where are you? I need some help. 4 o'clock in the morning. Woman in her late 50s, early 60s is being hysterical and is in tears. I'm like, all right, what's happening? What's going on? I'm awake. Right. Let me get you a water. Mm-hmm. Let's calm down. Let's mm-hmm. talk this through. Needless to say, roommate, let's call him Aaron. Yeah. Decided to let's call him drunk Aaron, dial. quote unquote, P. Aaron P. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, decided to drunk dial his mom from Texas, where Who, he was on a bachelor party. Who doesn't? And Aaron says the magic words in this drunk text. I'm getting it was kidnapped. mom. Oh. Mom, I don't know where I am. I don't know where my friends are. I don't know how to get home, and I'm drunk. Uh, Those are probably the five things you should never, ever tell a parent. Ever. First of all, rule number one, don't drunk dial your parents. That's five five out of ten things to say. The other ones are like, I'm being kidnapped, I'm broke, I'm having a kid with someone that's not my spouse. At least, but here's the thing, at least if it was a kidnapping, the cops could have been more proactive about it. Long story short, she's like, he's not picking up his phone anymore. I don't know where he is. I'm afraid he's going to walk up to the wrong Texan, break into their house, and get shot. Not the most unrealistic thing I've ever heard in my life. Uh, so I, I decide to call Aaron. Aaron, again, fake name. Aaron decides yeah, to pick up the phone. Definitely not Aaron. Decides to pick up the phone finally when I call. And he's giving me his usual blacked out sound. He's like, hey, what's up? What's going on? And I was like, Greg, I don't know, man. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. Your, mom, your, mom's in, your mom's here. She's crying. You've made her upset. Why don't you tell me what's going on? And he's like, ah, fucked up. Ah, fucked up real bad. Uh, real bad. Real bad. <laughs> I was actually, like, okay. That's let's, pr- a let's, pretty good let's fake start here. Aaron impression, by the way. All right, thank you. I, I've had years of practice. Yeah. I was like, all right, bud. Let's start from here. How about you give me a phone number of someone you're with? Uh, I can't do that. Why is that? Hangs up the phone. Cool. All right. Mm. I let five minutes go by. Call him back. Hey, man. Hey, Greggy. What's up? <laughs> I was like, all right. Where, where, are, your, where are your friends at? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere else. I was like, cool. Where's your Airbnb? He's like, ah, you know, I don't know. Hangs up again. This go, this dance goes on for about an hour where every five minutes I call Aaron and I get another piece of information. Finally gets to a point where this is how I know I will not be a good parent if, if the day ever comes. About yeah. 30 minutes in, I was ready to be like, look, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> it, it's just, just going to happen. If he dies, so obviously, he dies. I, obviously, I couldn't say that to this poor kid's mom because she's already hysterical. She already is assuming that Aaron is getting shot. 
Like it, it, she doesn't think it's a possibility. She's just waiting for the phone call of the assailant to pick up the phone the next time I call and be like, no, no, I shot him. Um, anyway, 30 minutes in, I'm ready. I'm ready for him just to fuck off. An hour in, I, I convinced. I was like, look, only way this is going to end at all for anyone is if we call Austin, Texas police and they do a welfare check. Now, I know what you're asking, Ryan. You're asking Greg, how do you do a welfare check on someone when you don't know where they are? That's, funny. That's was, a great question, Ryan. I was going to ask that. I learned, I learned today or Friday that you can't. Um, so basically, here's how I got Aaron to give me the address of where he was and where he wanted to go. I told him I called the cops on him, which I did. But he thought I was kidding. And I was like, bro, if you don't give me this, the cops are going to come and get you. He's like, well, no, that's, that's, that's outrageous. I was like, no, what's outrageous is your drunk ass won't tell me where you want to go and how you want to get there. Um, so I'm going to call the cops on you. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how you almost so, called the cops on your fucking roommate. Okay. I did call. What else was I supposed to do? No, you're right. His mom was in my kitchen crying yeah. and he is, he is not giving me any information to go with. So I, yeah, I called, I called Texas police. That's what you're supposed to do in that situation. I eventually got him to send me a pin for where he was. It wasn't where he told me he wanted to go. And uh, the next morning, he, he told me, he's like, yeah, it's a little weird when you're in Austin, Texas. All of a sudden, a police officer pulls up to you and just goes, Aaron? <laughs> Wait, a poli- the police really came and found him? They really did? Yeah, because he was lost. That is fucking hilarious. I can't believe the, they the, found the cop called Aaron. The cops legit came. They picked him up. They got him. From what I understand, they got him to his Airbnb and made sure he got in. Uh, he could have spent the night in um, in the drunk tank. I don't know. All I know is he slept somewhere, and the next morning I got a text being like, I'm alive. And I was like, cool. That I'm going back to sleep. Okay, I go. woke up. Let's go Mets. <laughs> yeah, I woke up at – so I I, I was uh, – I didn't want to get too crazy at the Met game, so I specifically drove. Mm-hmm. So I knew I'd have to drive home, Yep. which meant I needed to be on the road – I wanted to get there early because I knew there was tennis shit going on across the street. Didn't want to fuck with parking. I was going to get on the road by 1.30. I didn't wake up until noon because I went back to bed at 6 o'clock in the morning. Uh, missed the entire Southampton game. Not happy about it. Three points. Uh, long story short, long story short, Mickey Calloway. I blame him for the entire weekend because he fucked me Friday night. He's a fucking idiot on Saturday night. And uh, he didn't have the opportunity to be an idiot Sunday, but he was still an idiot Sunday too. Mickey Cowboy sucks, bro. Now that we're that's more of the story. More of the story is Mickey Cowboy fucking. Blows. I think at the end of the day, what I really want to talk about was how much Mickey Cowboy sucks. Um, God, I now, hate now we'll get that into that later. We're ten minutes into the podcast. We can talk Rangers. Um, yeah, I suppose. I'm glad Why that not? Aaron is back. I mean, you know, it's good. To he's not home. I don't know where. I don't oh. know when he's coming home. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad he's okay. That, there's that. He said, "I'll see you next week," and that was on like Saturday. So I don't know what day he's coming home. I have this thing with roommates where I don't ask questions. I just assume they live their life and they assume I, I hope they assume I live mine. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay. Um, we're two weeks away from actually watching Capo Caco play hockey, which Crazy. makes me literally giddy in the pants. Is that when the Traverse City starts? It is. Yeah. It's really not that far away. Uh, this summer has blown by, even though I feels like it's been forever since I watch a goddamn hockey game. And don't tweet me and be like, you could have watched hockey this summer. Like, Capo played last week. I it, I know he did. I get it. Um, it's just different. I, I want to I watch my team. I don't think that's ridiculous. But mm. to – I think the tournament starts September 7th. 
which is I'll next, take away for it. which is next Saturday. I think it's the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth. It's one of those. It's one of those four. You can oh check. My you God. Can, that reminds me that the football football season starts in two weeks. We're gonna have to do an over under podcast. Oh, soon. our our annual. We'll have to do that soon. Is that gonna be our? We have to do a. Is no, that our Patreon I, extra. For, I like for I September? like to do that as a as a normal as a public. Yeah, as a public, we'll do we'll do something else. We'll figure it All out. Right. We'll, we'll chit chat. Yeah, but sure. With two weeks away from hockey, let's talk a, a bit a little bit about this roster for Traverse City because loaded, absolutely loaded. Like I know this tournament means nothing, right? Like we've talked about it before. Somehow we end up talking about this tournament every single year. This year's yeah. the first year it really matters, but to have a roster with this deep defensively, I almost feel bad. Because uh, I just don't know how we lose. Uh, well, here's the thing: the the thing that the thing that when I say it's loaded, that I, I I feel like almost makes it a little unfair is this is designed to be a prospect tournament, right? And by definition, the likes of Kako, Fox, Kravtsov, Rykov, yeah, they're prospects, but those guys are at least three of them are seeing guaranteed regular NHL minutes next season. Yep. And that usually doesn't happen in these tournaments. Usually these tournaments are upper echelon prospects that are probably starting the year in the AHL that aren't exactly ready for the big time yet. And the Rangers are rolling out a roster where at least 20, 25% of the guys playing will be not just in the NHL next year, but prominent contributors. Which is insane. Like even in Tarmorantan, I think that's how you say his name. Um, like he's an NHLer. Like he could play in the NHL, and he's gonna be on, on their team. And their Igor is gonna be goaltending. This is gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be really nice to watch those four times they end up playing for the most part. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to be on the other team and have like Kako and Kravtsov like just coming at me on the first line. Like, what do you do? I don't. <laughs> just how just how angry are you going to be when Kako officially dons the number forty five? Though. Okay, I this was my next talking point, and I'm it's. I'm glad you beat it to me because it's a little bit of a hive mind. Yeah. Is there like anything exciting about 45? I don't like it. I, 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 I you love it. What are you talking about? Don't you John Franklin, me, you motherfucker. <laughs> this- <laughs> I love the thing. The thing I love the most is so Kako's wearing 45, which was John Franco's last number with the New York Mets. You know what John Franco's first number with the New York Mets was? I don't because I'm not a John Franco enthusiast. You would love John Franco. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, it was 31, Ryan. Which is now the illustrious number of oh, Igor. Prince Igor, uh, and John Franco only gave up thirty-one because the Mets acquired some all-star power-hitting catcher by the name of Mike Piazza. Steroid user, uh, Mike Piazza. How? But... how... <laughs> you know I'm having a tough day, and you I put did. that at me. <laughs> that was a little fucked. That's up. the meanest thing you, you've ever. You would, also, I... yeah, no, he 100% used, and it's fine because he's in the Hall of Fame. I don't give a shit. That's true. He did. Um... But I, I'm, I'm just excited. That I don't really have a lot of analysis to talk about this game, except for they're probably going to shithouse other teams. Uh, I will. Yeah, I this- just I don't know what other team. That, this isn't. We we got a lot of. I, well, you didn't. I got a lot of negative feedback last week about saying that it was hard to look at the New York Rangers farm system and see a top farm system because you and I are trained to evaluate farm systems in another sport where if you looked at the Rangers top heavy farm system. You'd be excited for it, but you'd know that the the staying power wasn't there for that farm system to be good. And every good baseball farm system that we, you and I love, the thing that makes them special is yeah. the staying power, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to do it again. Yeah, we did it. Um, at the same time, the all basically just it, – it's almost kind of the Rangers 
to not have the likes of Keandre Miller and Morgan Barron playing in this tournament too. Because if they were also there, it'd be like, this is an exaggeration, but there are at least three NHL teams that list of prospects could probably beat this upcoming season. Yeah, it was, it, I'll, I will, this is kind of my final note on the tournament because I don't really know what else to say other than it's going to be very fun to watch and I'll be watching all the games. This will be the first time I actually sit down and probably watch all four of our games for Traverse City. I've watched highlights. I'm going to like legitimately tune, tune in for the whole game because I want to yeah, watch I just hope it's on like I just hope it's on an actual – they usually just stream them and it's I not know. great quality. I mean, you saw what the prospect camp stream was like. I know. Um, it's not Not great. to shit on our friends over at MSG. Oh, because I don't want to. You're so good today because I have. That's my next topic. Is that your next point? Yes, <laughs> you're really killing. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on our friends at MSG, and it comes from a very selfish place. I don't want to shit on them because I want to work with them one day. Correct. Same. Um, but but allow me allow me to now shit on them. Uh, why they don't just air these games is beyond me. It's not just like why don't they just air these games? Uh, I'm assuming you saw the story this week that their stock dropped pretty. Right, because ratings are down about 6.5% this summer because, spoiler alert, uh, MSG does not put on new content in the summertime. Yeah, they do not, which is, that's understandable. But, again, we uh, it, it's not. I actually, disagree. You know is what? it understandable? No, it's not, because we're right fucking here. That's why it's not understandable. Like, but not, not just, so, you know I work in, in TV, and yeah. I'm not here to say that I, I know everything there is to know about television, but I know enough to know that in order for you to not just get new viewers, but maintain the viewers that you currently have, you just have to take some fucking wild chances. And with the amount of live content that is available to any network at any given time, especially a sports network, like what's the reason MSG isn't in the business in just having like, I I understand that there's MLB rights fees. You have to worry about it and all that shit, but Holy shit, dude. Just get in business with like the Brooklyn Cyclones and broadcast Brooklyn Cyclones games. I, I, I'd be I wouldn't be myself fighting to say this. Esports. Carry any of them. True. True. I, it's at right, everything has a price, which is what it comes down to. And MSG's MSG's gamble, basically at the end of the day, is whatever that price is to acquire the rights, it's not worth it in order for them to create the content create the infrastructure to supply the content so they're they're banking msg will always be a viable network because at the end of the day they have about 120 games worth a year of the rangers and the knicks so it doesn't matter how low msg's like the nets are serious now oh it well and and the islanders and the devils you're right so really what it comes down to is between their different msg channels they have about 180 games worth of live content so at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what MS- MSG could literally take a shit on camera in the summer. People will come back to them because they have desirable live sports content. And MSG, what- if you're listening and you want me to take a shit on camera, I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll yeah. line it up. Uh, uh, um, right. Yeah, I can't wait till I get to the email tomorrow 100%. from MSG. Ryan, <laughs> we heard you want to take a shit on camera. We love- no, and. 
And, and, but the thing is, like, everything does have a price, right? So it's not as easy as saying, why doesn't MSG take chances yeah, in the summertime? It has to make sense for them. The thing, that I, the, the thing that you and I definitely don't get is, you know, they have their own studios. The, I know for a fact the crews continue to work throughout the summer. Uh, at least 50% of the time is them just preparing and for the next season, I which is go, fine. I won't Do go too that. far into this, but, like, we've had peaks behind the curtain with MSG, right? We have. Well, I, and, I work there. Right. Not, we've you done. Forget, you've, but I don't forget. I'm talking about something else we've done. And I, no, no, no. We we'll just I'll, – I'll say it. You and I have read for television for MSG. Right. We have. And – We have. They've – their their people have said we're trying to do something more out of the box and it's just never come which is no, not the not, show the show you and i read for we won't say we'll, we'll take people i look this could completely blow us up i don't care at this point yeah all right i do care obviously yeah, I, do I, I care, care. Yes. we wouldn't be talking about it if i didn't care yep. but the show you and i read for mm-hmm. um it was interesting it was different it was basically just getting new york sports personalities it was pretty on much like you know talk people, about sports people talking sports yeah and then we got a call saying, all right, we're going to make it more Nick-centric. And we said, all right, that's fine, whatever. Yep. Um, some of our friends that we know through the Knicks wall also read for that show. But, Ryan, did you ever see that show on air? No. I, I actually looked for it. I did too because I actually don't think it, it got put on. I don't think it did either. Yeah. I don't think it ever got off the ground. I'm not sure. It, it's – I'm just curious as to what – so like Vice, right? Um, they hired the Bodega Boys. And those guys are awesome. They're fucking sure. crazy. I've never dude. heard of them, but oh, sure, I'll they're, take they're, They've been on Simmons a few times. And oh, have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. Why am I forgetting their name? Uh, it's killing me. I actually tweeted at them like last week. It's not Jesus and Mero. It, it is. Yeah, they're Bodega boys. Um, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, they're so good. And like Vice took a chance right. on them. I do, I do know Jesus and Mero. Yeah, I know that. they're awesome. And They got a show on Showtime. Forget Vice. They were on Vice first. They went on, they, oh, were they on Vice first? Yeah, Vice bought them, and then they, Vice, Showtime was like, "Those guys are awesome. We, we're gonna buy them up." Rightfully so. They deserve it. They're they're really inventive and fun guys to listen to. But MSG hasn't really taken. I, I'm not. Of course, I would love to be that person, right? I would love if MSG was like, "We want to collaborate with you." Instead, they tried to sell us season tickets. But uh, I would like. To, <laughs> they really did. <laughs> they really did. I would. I would like to work with them. But it, it's not just us, anybody. I want MSG to take a little bit of a risk because I care. If I didn't care, I wouldn't say any of this shit. I, I want them to have fun, interesting things that I want to watch. That's it. And on top yeah, of that, and we, one more, just one more point. It's yeah. hard to stream games on MSG. I know MSG Go is a thing now. is a big step in the right direction. If you have a cable provider, you can watch on your phone. But a lot of games get blacked out. You can't watch certain things. And a lot of people are cord cutting. So if you're not part of Hulu Plus or one of these other things that are going to be coming... Or, or whatever, the ESPN deal. I know they're not going to team up with ESPN, but a lot of people are cutting premium packages. So it's hard to watch Ranger games. And I, it just shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. No. And it's we just live in a day and age where there are so many people out here producing content. It's not just us. It's no. our buddies over at the Knicks wall that we collaborate with all the time. Yeah. Banter. We're out here Banter's doing slinging it. We're out here slinging it in the months where there's nothing to sling. We get it. We joked about it going into this podcast. We're not criticizing MSG for having nothing on TV. You know why MSG has nothing on TV? Nothing fucking happening right now but baseball. Fucking nothing. You want to know why ESPN broadcasts the Little League World Series? Because if they didn't, what the fuck would ESPN be doing in August? Nothing. We'd be, we'd be watching fucking summer camp with Alabama every goddamn day. And they probably already do that on the SEC network. It's just none of us have it, so we don't fucking know. But it's just like August. 
if you don't have baseball, you literally have nothing. And that's very difficult. It's why everyone eats the shit up out of hard knocks. And you got to come up with different stuff like that. Like the New York Rangers, we know half of them, and we're going to have Rick Carpinello on this podcast later. We know more than half of them are in Connecticut training for the season. Just do a 24-7 show with them. Give me an hour of that a week. I'd eat that up. Six, You'd eat that up. Six weeks. Every Ranger fan produced, out there would eat that up. Produced by MSG, six weeks in the camp, all PG. You can cut all the fucking stuff. You can do a couple montages. If you want to be more risque, you can make it PG-13. You can plan a couple things. It's exciting right now. Like, uh, JD and, and, and Rick, the aforementioned Rick's piece today was like, it's exciting. we got a lot of fun, young, exciting guys here. You're going to be able to watch them grow. Bro, let me watch them. Like, let me do it. It's what I want to be doing. I want to watch Kapokaku eat cereal in the morning and, like, not smile at anybody. That's what well, I you know want. What? Dude, do, do a 30-minute show every Thursday with JD in the summer called JD in the Straight Shot. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> We're just, just like shooting, guys, Greg. Shooting, shooting straight with JD or something dumb like that. Yeah. Just 30 minutes. You, we know he won't say anything, but you know what everyone would do every Thursday night? They'd set their fucking DVR and they'd watch that shit over the weekend. And it would just be Bill Pito being there like, I'm here with John Davidson. John, what's going on in Rangeland? John would be like, look, it's really exciting. And Have I talked about on, that Michael Silver's on Twitter no. would just retweet it and be like, great show. <laughs> Shout out to Silver. Here's the thing. I love Michael Silver's. You and I could fart into a microphone and Michael would be like, this is the best Rangers content I've, I've heard in a month. I've ever seen. I've, I've, never met a per- I've never met Michael Silver's, but I've never met a person that loves the Rangers more than him. Period. Full, full, uh, <laughs> I would love to do a high school football game with Mike. I feel like that would be a phenomenal time. <laughs> Why? Can I ask? Well, he, I know that's what he does. Oh, I know. And I have, I I, I've done, I've done football. I've done high school football. I've done Savannah State football. Mike I'm well versed in football. We'll make it happen. I would love to just sit three and a half hours doing Texas high school football with Michael Silvers. Let's Pay see. more attention to our listeners. They're interesting people. Uh, I interact with a lot of them. Um, all right. Now that we've crapped on MSG, MSG, call us. Uh, we think we're not. We we we're not actually crapping. We're you said it best. We really wouldn't we wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. If we if we didn't think it could be better. Yeah. Right. We're just if, if we thought better. that. If we thought that it was just meetings, we'd be like, ah, whatever, fuck it, whatever. People will come back, or Rangers, Knicks, Islanders, Devils, blah, 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 whatever. Red Bulls, blah, 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 Red, blah, Red Bull. blah, blah. Um, It's August. Um, there's just, there, there, are, there are things you can do to make it interesting. And I'm not saying, look, they probably would have lost 10.5% of their viewers if you and I were on their TV instead of 6.5%. Probably 6.5%. But they took a chance. Yep. Took All a right. chance. I, uh, I have uh, more things to grind gears with. EA released some scores for uh, oh, no. NHL 20, a game I cannot play because I know I do not own a PS4 or an Xbox. But uh, you know what? I thought you had PS4. I, I gave it away immediately. I got it and I just Jesus hate, Christ, you gave it away. I hate. I gave it to my basement tenant and I don't like it. I don't like the controller. I'm like, I'll get shit for this. I think the controller is totally awful. I am I I liked huh. the PS2 controller, but the PS4 one just feels terrible. And I tried to play Red Dead Redemption on it. I had a bad time and I was like, I'll wait for PC. I don't care. Um, yes, that's what happened. Come to the Switch, please. The, they released some scores, and they put out a picture of Kapokako in the game. It doesn't really look like Kapokako. Like, it's... Oh, I it's, disagree. I think it looks like Kapokako. Do you? For me, like, yeah. it's, it's in the, not in the image of our Lord and Savior himself. I was very upset. And then, uh, they gave Jack Hughes to have one more point more than him, which whatever, they gotta do that, gotta pick first over second, whatever, politics, blah, 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 blah. 
Do you think Jack Hughes has a show your boobs animation in NHL 20? Uh, excuse you, it's show your tits. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, how dare you, all right? This yeah. isn't a PC pod, podcast, PC all right? PC podcast. The, the, uh, the person who gave us the two-star review saying we curse too much and for no reason, first of all, fuck you. Uh, Second the, of all, go fuck yourself. Okay, and Greg, third of all, take a fucking hike. Uh, all right, let's all right? Those are the three things I want okay. to say to that guy. We also got um, – We're girl. We're going we're gonna, to do five-star questions in a second, and I have to uh, make a giant Oh, you got a big apology. Yeah, yeah you got a big wow. A big apology, um, but uh, one of the uh, one of the one stars that were left for us, pretty phenomenal. Now you asked if uh, Jack Hughes has a "show your tits" emoji. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. If if the New Jersey MSC Devils, if the New Jersey Devils had a sense of humor, they would give out Mardi Gras beads at every home game. And if Jack Hughes ever scored a hat trick, instead of throwing a hat, you throw, throw beads. beads. Honestly, yeah. a great idea. Don't know if it's possible in 2019. Think. Too many definitely uh, not. Too many think piece articles go out there like are the blah 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 perpetuating blah blah blah, and uh, that was yeah. it. Uh, yeah, fair. But you know what I have to say to that? It's so, a free idea. It's a free idea. Free idea. That's what we're here for. Free idea. Uh, the other note I have from these is I, I did some deep research because I don't know why uh, about some of the numbers that were secretly released outside of the screenshots, and Mika Zabinajad has an eighty-five. You like that? Me too. But here's what I don't like. Eric Stahl also has an 85. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Not, th- not that I'm saying Eric Stahl is as good as Mika Zibanejad. I still think Eric Stahl is a really good hockey player, but I, I too, all but of I've these games, all these games, Madden, uh, I don't know if NBA 2K does. I feel like NBA 2K is painfully, painfully honest about their ratings. Um, but like on Madden, if you have, doesn't matter who you are, like if you have a track record, I bet you Eli Manning's a fucking 85 in Madden this year. Can't be. Oh, that'd be terrible. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to look it up. You right. keep talking. I'm going right. to well, We're going to do some five-star questions now. I guess we'll do some plugs. Uh, at this point, I would like to plug our Patreon. Wow, thanks so much for supporting us. We are $20 away from our goal. $20, that's it. We need $20. Who out there will make the sacrifice to get us to our goal so I can do a uh, sermon outside of MSG on October 3rd? Now, uh, if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com slash push breakaway to support us today. Thank you so much. Five-star questions of the week. So, I have an apology to make. It's hold up. what? I'm holding. Mm. Am I holding? You said hold mm. up. Did you say? No, hold? this can't be right. What? Are you kidding me? What happened? Do you want to? This is all right. This is EA's website. Okay. This can't be. Or is it Eli That's got to be in there. Yeah. Oh my god. Is it 88? This... No. Is it 75? No. 76? No. 72. <laughs> That's so mean. That's right. I have to take back what I said about him. it's 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 one hundred percent correct. That's but right. I just I can't believe they actually did it. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god, he should be that low. Um, oh my god. So anyway, back to my apology. Sorry, Eli Manning. Yeah, no, go on. I just I am just I'm I am I am gassed and flabbered. Uh, well, a lot of peeks behind the curtain today on Bushwick's Breakaway. We use a website called Chartable. And usually what I do for the five-star questions when we do these every single week, and we appreciate you writing them in, is I will literally open up iTunes on my computer and I will read the question that was proposed to us. I'll click most recent, and I will read the question. Turns out, Gregory, the questions on my iTunes are only from America. The United States of America. And it has been excluding all the questions from anywhere else, including Canada, where a lot of our listeners are. So I got an email from a service. Uh, You know... You know how I know you voted for Donald Trump? Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, why does this always get brought up? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you voted for a fucking pig, you fucking I, I did not. Stick to politics. I mean, stick to sports. Uh, the, <laughs> the, <laughs> I've been fooled. The, uh, we, get a, uh, we use this website called Chartable. And Chartable allows us to see, until like two weeks ago, where we rank on iTunes ranks. And then iTunes changed their ranks, and now we're like in professional sports and we're not in hockey for some reason. I don't know. But I got a I got an email today that was like, you have new comments. And I saw a five-star question I hadn't seen before. And I was like, what is this? And uh, we got a question from Roy. We're going to read in a second. And if you've ever written a five-star question from a foreign country, and by foreign I mean country that's not the United States, we haven't read it. Because <laughs> it's, it's, Hey, it's, you understand foreign country means yeah. country not from the United yes, States when you're it's, an American, it's right? It's their homeland. So I don't want to say it's foreign, but, it, you know, whatever. Mm, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, we haven't read it. I want to apologize to you. There are some good ones. I'm going to go back and read maybe next week, uh, which we didn't read from other countries. And I'm so sorry. We will be doing them from now on. Thanks, Chartable, for reaching out and doing that to us. With all that being said, let's read the ones from this week. Uh, the Ghost is Alive and Well asks, Any chance are you doing a Wolfpack game slash meetup game in Hartford this year? Um, the Ghost is Alive and Well. This is a interesting topic. I'm not sure if we would be doing it just because we're already so swamped. With meetup games and other things and events, but I, I I'm not gonna rule it not out. A bad idea though, honestly. Not ruling it out. Kind of, kind of like it. I've definitely been to more Wolfpack games in my life than I've been to Ranger games. I have been to zero Wolfpack games, so maybe this will be the year we change that. Well, um, you didn't grow up in Connecticut, I so it's Long Island boy to myself. Be you. Uh, no, it was okay. Uh, Rangers. This is a question from Roy Langers. Roy Langers in Great Britain. First time ever in a five-star question from uh, uh, another country, not the United States. Hey, Ryan and Greg, love the podcast. Thank you, Rory. Quick question regarding the Rangers schedule. I'm coming yep. over to New York in October from England, and I'm going to a Rangers-Devils game. Congratulations. I know. As well as the Giants-Cardinal game on Sunday. The Giants game also clashes with the Rangers-Canucks game, as they both are bo- at 1 p.m. starts. Is there any chance the Ranger game gets moved to the evening, or does that not tend to happen in the United States? Seems pretty stupid having two major sports teams play at the exact same time. Thanks, guys. Rory, I have bad news. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is no chance they're going that game. And I'll tell you why. None. Football is, I'm not a math guy, but 200 times more popular than hockey here. Yeah, I also, I got to tell you, Rory. Um, well, actually, if you're coming all the way from England, I think you have to go. Like an NFL game is more appeasing in the United States if you're not from the United States, right? You and I have to deal with football games every Sunday. And as, as avid, you're a Steelers fan, but you're not really a Steelers fan. I was diehard, but I, I'm not at all anymore at all. Yeah, you care, you're going to care more about your fantasy team than you ever will the, the Pittsburgh Steelers on a weekly basis. So Lock it up. you and I are of the similar mindset where it doesn't make sense for us to ever go to an NFL game in person. I don't. I don't have any interest. I've been it to a would, few. I have not. I've been, had a I've been to. I've been to enough to know that it's a mistake on Sundays. I went to a Bills. I, now hold on. Titans a mistake. A mistake for someone asleep. like me. Okay. I, well, I will say it's a mistake for someone like me is for someone like you. Where if I if I was a diehard New York Giants fan or a diehard New York Jets fan or a diehard Buffalo Bills fan, if that's the one team I really give a shit about on any weekend, yeah, then it's like me going to a Met game. I will go to any Met game anytime because I am a Met fan. As someone that is kind of agnostic when it comes to the NFL, where the things I'm going to care about are the teams I've bet on and the players on my fantasy team, I would never be at an NFL stadium because I'd much rather just watch Red Zone for eight hours a day than spend three and a half hours a day forced to watch one game. So 
if I was from the U.S., I'd say, bro, just don't even fucking go to the football game. If you want to watch the Ranger game, just go to a bar because you know what you can do at the bar? You can watch the Ranger game and the football game. No, you're you getting the best of both worlds. But, you're, but you're, if you're from Great Britain, I feel like that's something you have to do. You, you have to go it. to an NFL game. You got to do it. And and Rory's already seen Rangers Devils live, which is going to be a way better game live than Rangers Canucks. That game's going to be intense as fuck. So um, we have one more, or two more actually. We have, this is from Roselle Seven. The Z is capital. Thank you for making my commute to high school better. First off, <laughs> Greg, can you? I, what if I told you many years ago when we started this, we'd have high schoolers listening to us, like. Once upon a time, like I was in high school once. Yeah, so were I. It's but just, I'm not in high school anymore. It's just crazy. This to kid's think about. still in high school. Yeah. So this is legit. When I say kid, this is a legit child. Uh, Roselle is a, a, a. Sorry, Roselle, you are a legit child. Yes. A legit child. Yes. Yeah. Uh. All right. So yeah, back to the next one. Help. Help starting my week off with a bang. That's nice. Thanks for listening. Question: What do you think the Metro pay- playoff picture looks like next year? And what do you think the New York Ranger All-Stars will be next year. Or who do you think they would be, rather? Um, we've talked about the playoff picture a little bit. It's going to be a long year, and we're, I, I'm really interested to see what happens. But for me personally, I think the Islanders are going to fall out of it. I just think that team was smoking mirrors last year, and Leonard did a pretty good job. I mean, he won a trophy for it, uh, of keeping that team afloat. And I think the Hurricanes, the Penguins, and the Capitals are pretty much locks to be three of those spots, and we'll be fighting... Probably with the Islanders, maybe the Blue Jackets, maybe the Devils. I think, the Blue, I think we're going to be fighting. I, I know the Blue Jackets lost Bobrovsky and Panarin, but I feel like we forget that good. they still have Jones, Wierenski, Atkinson. They signed Gustav Nyquist to a good contract. A lot of things to like about the Blue Jackets still. I don't think they're going to be – They're not like you said, they're not a lock anymore to get out of the Metro – but you're kidding yourself if you think that they are an also ran this year. They're going to be good. And as much as we give the Flyers, there's no reason why the Flyers shouldn't be in the playoff picture. Uh, I still don't think they did enough to put them over the top. But shit, before they even signed Kevin Hayes and those guys, I mean, this is a team that has Boracek, Couturier, Provorov, Gostisbehere. If Carter Hart is half as good as we think he is, or as we like to call it, at least as good as Matt Murray. Um, Matt the Murray. Flyers, the Flyers are going to be good. So, you, you and I have been pretty—I wouldn't even say pretty consistent. I feel like across the board, we've been. This is what we said. I know I've said it the entire summer, and I feel like you've agreed with me. The New York Rangers are going to be contenders in the te- in the sense of they're not going to be unwatchable on a nightly basis. They're going to win games you otherwise wouldn't expect them to win. They're going to be interesting for the large majority of the season. But ultimately, I think you and I see a team that probably finishes 10th overall in the Eastern Conference. That's Not to- quite ready. That's totally fair. I think I think they might come to the point where it's like there, we have three weeks left in the season. And if the Rangers play well, they can make the playoffs. And then we're going to go from there. I think that's really where we end up. They're going to have to have a real sick run towards the end of the season. I agree. All right. Uh, one more question. And then we are good to go uh, over to our friend Rick Carpenello. Nello. Wow, that was weird. Um, hmm. Oh, we forgot to mention that Broussard is a New York Islander. There you go. I mentioned it. Uh, cool. If you're, cool. Yeah, really cool. Because of Benjamin, we got What a trade. We got a pick back in that. What a trade. Uh, with the, we got a second round pick back in that. So Not nice. just a pick. We Like in hindsight, we got the better player and the higher draft pick. Now let's not talk about the fact that we traded the higher draft pick for Brendan Smith. 
But let's just talk about the fact that the New York Rangers <laughs> traded for the better player, the younger player, and the better draft pick for Derek Broussard. Good times. With uh, This is from Dan LaRose, our, our dear friend. But the Rangers denying, yeah, like denying the wild. I hope he's feeling better, by the way. He wasn't feeling well yesterday. I uh, We were talking about how I can't eat meat anymore today. He felt pretty bad for me. With the Rangers mm. denying the wild an interview of Drury and, yep. and uh, GMJG, not exactly an old man, what is the plan for Drury? I guess we should ask this to Carpinello, right? Let's do that. We can, but I guess we can answer it a little bit before then because um, Rick likes to talk, you know. He doesn't give us any time to interject. It's true. He never shuts the fuck up. I do. It's interesting because when's, when's the uh, – I mean – When's the last time someone was denied permission in another sport that you can think of? It's. I feel like if you ask for permission in baseball, it's just granted. Like for example, like it's bad yeah, business like practice. the Cleveland Indians were like, "Yeah, take Vicky Callaway. We don't want him." <laughs> Remember when I liked that hiring? <laughs> you that was such it. a fun time. Like this, so uh, not I love that enough. hiring. Oh my it. god, Joe, yes. Joe McEwing, twenty twenty. Come on, come on, Joe, Super Joe. Um, but honestly, when's the last time you heard the report of? Permission denied in it's any other a, sport behind. As Stane would say, it's been a while. Yeah. The crazy thing is, it feels like the Rangers did it for Drury's benefit. Chris Drury is not ready to run a hockey team. I don't think that's a hot take. I think most people would agree with that assessment. He hasn't exactly done a bang-up job in Hartford. He's done much better this offseason, but that doesn't forgive the fact that the last two offseasons, Hartford, fucking dumpster fire. So I, I don't know how you can look at – he's widely respected throughout the league. He's a smart fucking guy. He's from Trumbull, which is the only strike against him that I can think of. Uh, Little League World Series champion. Is that true? He's got a lot of things on his resume. Do you think because he won the championship, that's really what set his life in, in the direction it went? Uh, so. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> do you not? The, the only reason Todd Frazier is in Major League Baseball, Todd Frazier's not good at baseball, but he's in baseball because he won a little fucking League World Series. I'm convinced. This Michael might be Conforto? the most we've cursed on a podcast in a while. Let's just let's just. Yeah, I've been, dr- I've been I've been I've been drinking. I um, it's August. Fuck, 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 fuck. There you go. There you go. Yeah, there no, go. I don't know. It's just it's one of those weird up. things where like it's 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 odd that the Rangers denied permission for a team to talk to Chris Drury. And at the same time, I feel like they did Chris Drury a big favor by doing so. And that's not even me saying it from a biased standpoint. I just, I legitimately don't think Chris Drury is ready to run a hockey team yet. And I think the Rangers like what he's doing. They like the career path he's on. There's, I mean, uh, with John Davidson, and, I mean, John Davidson's not that young. Like we could, in five years, would it be unrealistic to say Davidson then steps away from the Rangers? Jeff Gorton gets elevated to a president presidency and Chris Jury becomes the GM. I don't think that's the most that's not totally ridiculous statement I've ever said. I, I would I think the odds on that are not like great. I think if you asked Vegas, they'd probably be like twenty to one. Oh, plus plus two twenty? Yeah, something like that. Sure. Like I, I, I don't know. Davidson's not a spring chicken, bro. Yeah, that's like, fine. Like we we got like with Sather, I do think we got to a point where like we just figured he was immortal because he was always there. The Rangers seemingly we go to sleep at night. We knew Glenn Sather in the morning. He'd still be chewing on a fucking cigar in the fucking press box, fucking Ranger things, doing Ranger things. John Davidson, I don't know. He's been in our lives for so long. I feel like 
Yeah. It would be odd if John Davidson is the president of the New York Rangers for the next 10 years. Davidson That's, is currently And years is a long time. So. You know what happens in 10 years? You and I turn 40 in ah, 10 years. Don't do you that. You think when we're 40 that John Davidson is the no, president of I the don't. New York Rangers? I don't think that at all. all yeah, right. So I think it, it, it's odd. It's odd that they've denied permission. At the same time, I feel like they're doing jury solid, which is weird to say. It is. Let's go over to our dear friend, Rick Carpinello. Transition. Rico. Back with our good best friend, Rick Carpinello of this website that used to sponsor us and might sponsor us again in the future, The Athletic. Rick, say hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? How you guys doing? Oh, it's great to be back with you guys. You oh, know I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> you flatter me so hard. Uh, <laughs> speaking of flattering me, were you jealous when Newsday wrote a great article about George Chicago and you didn't? I was a little jealous. That's right. <laughs> it's not too late. Rick, it's not too late. My point is... They had, a, they had a word count we weren't ready for. You can go in depth. We yeah. can go next level. And, uh, so I, uh, now, I, now I have to wait. So I look. I don't want to look like I'm copying. Okay. You know, I'll, I'll lay it out right now. All-star break this year. I'll give you an exclusive one-on-one interview with the founder of Church yeah. of Gako, Ryan Mead. I'll get him for you. And I will give you but, all the dirty but, details. Oh, but... But I want I want Kako on I want Kako though too oh, I want him oh, to talk about it. Oh, listen, I'll text him. Obviously, we text every single day. Um, by text yeah. I mean I pray to him and he responds to my dreams. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know. You guys, are, you guys are really twisted. You really, really <laughs> twisted. Rick, Look, wait. Rick, he smiled. Okay, he was happy to see me. All right, you, you've seen the <laughs> picture. He is. Let me tell you, I was at the pros- the uh, prospects camp after yeah. the draft. He enjoys being the guy that the fans want to take pictures with more than any player I've ever seen. Like he would go in you know, between uh, as soon as the, the horn blew for the end of the period, he would go over to the corner of skate to the corner of the rank and take selfies with people out on the other side of the glass. And about. then he would go out and instead of going to the locker room, he would walk around toward the fans and sign autographs for 10 minutes. He loves that stuff. And I, I've never seen anybody like it. It's it's almost surreal to me because I know he's going to be a superstar, or at least I had that feeling, or at least that's what the prayer circles have told me. But yep. to be so humble right away is just not something I was prepared for. Because, like, Kravstov, yeah. like, the brief interaction that I've had with him, like, that guy knows he's the shit. He knows yeah. he's good. But Kako's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm pretty good at hockey. It's really great to be here. It's like, oh, wow, you really yeah. are humble. He, yeah, he just, he, Kako just loves that role. Uh, Kravstov, by the way, and I've dealt with him a few times, is a tremendous guy. And, and I am so impressed with him um, in terms of his wanting to learn English and, and the way he carries himself, the way he leads the other Russian kids around. I saw him at their, uh, where they train this summer. And uh, he, you know, they're, the kids of Rykov, Rykov and uh, Shesterkin, they just follow him around. And, and, you know, he does all the communicating with the trainers and he handles where they're going to lunch and who's driving, and uh, he's a really impressive kid. And I, I and you guys probably read that the first day of that prospects camp, you know, they they brought in the uh, Nick Bobrov, the uh, European scout, to to uh, translate, and uh, Kravtsov waved him off. He wanted to do it himself, and that uh, it's really really impressive for a kid who you know just learning English, just you know. And, I mean, Ryan, Ryan's 30 years old. He doesn't know English yet. Really We're still hoping he figured <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, it's been tough for me. 
That's a, I used to tell my aunt, who was an English teacher, said, what do we need English teachers for? We already speak English. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she took that real well. <laughs> she did or, not. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sure she took that real good, I think is how yeah. I should uh, respond to that one. That's Absolutely. Right. Literally. Uh, I don't even know where to start. There's actually a lot to go over with you, Rick. It's been a little bit since we talked. We like to bring you on periodically to update us. I guess uh, we'll start with the roster that came out today for Traverse City. Can you Do you expect that roster at all to drop a game? Because that roster is absolutely loaded. I, I expect them to lose every game because they yes. never do well there for some reason. And, and I, I guess it doesn't matter. You know, you don't, you're not really playing hockey. You're not really playing any system. You know, you're just going out there and playing and, and showing off. So I, you know, I don't, I don't have any expectations for anybody in that tournament um, ever, but you know, it is a good showcase. Uh, I, I was, I was actually thinking of going this year, but I, I just can't swing it. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't I don't go into it with any expectations. Like if they don't win, if they don't win Traverse City, don't be thinking that their prospects all stink because you know I've I've seen that before in, pre, in past years. You know, um, when the Rangers have had sent some pretty good prospects over there and and come back without the trophy, and people say, well, their prospects are all overrated. Uh, it's it's fan talk, but it, you know it's not realistic. Um, just don't have expectations for the team, but have expectations for the individuals. Which um, is there? I'm trying to word this in a way where I'm I'm not saying that anyone needs to perform a certain way in order to earn their spot. But is there is there anyone in your mind, Rick, going into this tournament that could benefit the most from a good showing? Like, for example, say Rykov goes in there and is a world beater. Right. Does, does he all of a sudden have an edge over a Lieber Hayek, who we saw a little bit in the NHL when it comes yeah. training camp time? I, I don't think so. I think, I think the, you know the the training camp days uh, before the preseason are going to tell a lot, and then and then of course whatever chance these kids get in the preseason will will be the deciding factor on whether they stay or not. You know, Quinn's always been, or I should say, always he's been here for a year. But Quinn throughout the year was about practice and about how the kids perform in practice, how they work in practice, how they um, how they. Just, absorb the information they're getting and, and how they apply it. And, um, you know, I think that's why people didn't understand some things about how he handled uh, D'Angelo, for example, early on, or, or Bushnevich early on. And, uh, you know, he, he's really big on practices. So, again, I, you know, I, don't, I think Quinn will be watching uh, Traverse City and interested, but I think, that, you know, that nobody's going to gain or lose anything uh, until training camp. Were you a little surprised that the Rangers actually elected to send Kako, Kravstov, and, and Fox and Igor over there? Like, why even take the risk at this point? No, I, I fully expected them to. I mean, why, you know, that's what the tournament's for. I just, I, I've, a part of me was just like a tad surprised. Like, well, you could just maintain them and, you know, take the injury risk out of it. Uh, but I guess yeah, it, they're playing but, hockey anyway, probably. Right, and you know, you could say the same thing about the preseason too, right? I mean, should they not play in the preseason? I I don't know. I you can get hurt crossing the street, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, uh, yeah. I've, I've done it. I've done it. Can confirm. Yeah, hand up. That's what I've done. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to touch on your 100 day uh, JD article that you wrote that came out for theathletic.com today. A nice plug there for you. Um, the first 100 days of Davidson have been really particularly interesting. There's been a lot that's happened. Like you said, a lot has been kind of set in stone with him being there or not. Right. But his his takeaway of it's going to be a bumpy road has been sort of his narrative 
the entire time. Do you believe no. that he, like, he doesn't believe that we're going to make the playoffs this year. I Like, that's where I'm standing. And me and Greg feel like we're going to be contenders, but we're not guaranteeing a playoff. Has he set this culture? Like, has his culture already, is it already deep-seated in the Rangers organization? Yes. Uh, you know, I think that, but I think it was there. I think Jeff Gordon felt the same way before J.D. got here. Um, and, I, you know, when I asked, I asked him that question flat out, is it playoffs or bust? You know, and he said, you know, that, and that's when he gave me that long quote that was in the story today about yeah. how, you know, he does expect bumps. And he, and he should expect bumps. I mean, they're probably going to be worse defensively than they were last year because of all the kids they've got back there on defense and, all the, and you know, they, they're replacing – uh, Kevin Hayes, who was a good two-way forward with Philip Heedle, for example. And, you know, Kravtsov is not going to be – he's not winning the Selkie. Uh, Kakos certainly not going to win the Selkie. Uh, Panarin isn't, uh, isn't a defensive – you know, they're going to be worse defensively probably overall um, in terms of personnel. Now, they whether they can fix some systems things remains to be seen. But – you know, and certainly you expect them to be more inconsistent than they were last year because of the the youth of the team. They, last year they were the youngest team in the league. This year they'll be younger, I, I believe. I mean, uh, I, you know, I haven't done the math, but uh, obviously Lundqvist kind of makes kind of adds to the to the he average. Does. He, age, he disrupts but, the mean there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well put. Very well put. That's what I, that's what I'm. I'm big mean? big time journalist. That's me. Oh man, I, I, gotta, <laughs> I have to employ you. Well, listen, like we've that. been trying. <laughs> We're, we, are, we, are, uh, we are readily available and for hire. We make that very clear every week. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty low on the food chain to be talking about jobs. <laughs> so, they, but, yeah, I expect, I expect them to be – I expect it to be a bumpy season. Um, certainly exciting if you're into watching the prospects. and certainly way more interesting, and, and obviously they're going to have – much more explosiveness or, or potential explosiveness than they've had in years and years and years. Um, but that said, it's you know it, there are probably going to be games that they win nine six. There's probably going to be games where they lose six nothing. There's probably going to be you know there's probably going to be losing streaks where they you know they just can't seem to figure it out. Um, and there might be times when they get hot and and go, you know I mean last didn't last year's team go eleven one one or sorry nine one and one they did at some point. Oh, they sure did yeah they sure did yeah I mean how did that ha- how did that happen but you know so that could happen they um, convinced me they were a playoff but, team for like two weeks it was a really good time didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't convince me Ryan got got angry at me uh, the two podcasts we did there in that street that's true <laughs> so yeah I mean it, I, you know I think it's going to be bumpy do I think they're better overall yeah I do and I, and and do I think there's a chance. And, the, and I still think the East is very weak, especially the second and bottom half of the of the East is very, very weak. And uh, so, sure, I think there's a possibility they'll be in the hunt uh, around the trade deadline. Um, but but who knows? I mean, who knows? It could go either way. And, and if you don't expect the worst, you're probably going to be disappointed. Well, let's talk about the uh, trade deadline now. Oh, Greg, you want to you want to well, go first? Before before we get into the big stinky Chris Kreider conversation, there because I feel like no. that's a conversation. In and of itself, I do want to ask Rick: Was there a move or a non-move that surprised you? That you were said, eh, "It's interesting that they did or didn't do that." I'm not Panarin. We've talked about and known about for a while. Uh, I've tried to tell you about Truba for years, Rick, and you don't want to listen to me. So, was there was there a move that at the end of the day you took a step back and going, "That is interesting that that did or did not happen." Well, you, you just said it. I mean, I I didn't think I thought Truba was going to be out of there. 
uh, out of their reality in terms of financial. Um, and I Trust thought that I, and if you told me that they were going to get him for what they got him for, for Kevin Hayes and you know, basically, I mean Kevin Hayes and Neil Pionk, basically, um, I wouldn't have believed you. So yeah, that one, that one, has surprised me. Um, I think it's a great deal for them. It's certainly an expensive deal for them. You know, Truba's going to make a lot of money, um, and I, I certainly haven't seen enough of them to say. This guy's a you know, definite number one pair, do everything type defenseman. I haven't seen that um, enough of him to say that, but that's what you hear. So uh, he's going to be given a lot of minutes and a lot of responsibility and a lot of money. And so yeah, that that one definitely surprised me. But but it's you know, for for Kevin Hayes and a and Neil Pionk, that's a, that's a great deal. I think. I tried, I, Rick. I, you know I love you. I was I was yeah. just trying to tell you. You just okay coach me to death. <laughs> Great deal is an understatement. Uh, swindling is what I would call that. Um, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to get to, I guess this is the big topic that everyone's going to want to talk about forever. And it's going to be the, probably the theme narrative for the first half of the season up to the trade deadline. I am convinced at this point in time that Chris Kreider will not be a New York Ranger come post deadline this year. Uh, I have a feeling that you feel very similar. Is that true? That's true. I, I feel that there's a very slim chance that he will be a Ranger after the deadline. Um, I thought it might get done this, this summer. Uh, doesn't seem that way, although it still could. Um, and But I, I expect him to be on the opening night roster, and if he's on the opening night roster, then he probably makes it to the deadline. Um, but I don't see them going seven times seven million for him. Um, not at that age, not with his inconsistency. And not with their track record of you know the last two years of, of selling all those guys, uh, I, th- I think he'll be a, he'll be a trade deadline. Uh, he'll certainly be out there, and uh, and he'll bring something. He'll bring something good. So I don't expect him to be here past the deadline, um, and and he'll and that'll open up a little little cap space that they'll need next year. Next year will be tight, and then and then after that, the Rangers are going to be in good shape for uh, cap wise. This do you do you personally think it's the right thing for the Rangers to walk away from Chris Kreider, or do you think it's just the way the business is now in New York? Yeah, if it's a hockey decision, if it's just a hockey decision, and and if there's no salary cap, <laughs> you keep Chris Kreider. You don't you don't mess with that. I mean, he's he's a guy, and I don't know that he's a legit first line winger. He's only, he's never scored. What twenty eight? Twenty eight is his career high, I think. I'm not. I think so. That sounds. He's yeah. never hit thirty. He's never hit thirty, and, and last year he was on pace for forty something, forty five or something, and then he hit the wall. Um, the year before it was an injury, so uh, I, I don't think that. I don't think you give up on a guy like that because of his inconsistencies, because because of all the things he does bring when he brings it and and when he brings it you go whoa you know this guy's a player this guy's a leader this guy's a, a force uh, he's he gets other teams thinking about him and, and they better think about him uh, and then and then for six or eleven games you say you know what where is he what's he doing you know and so i i wouldn't give up on the guy because of all of the assets that he has and, and you know them all you know the litany you know size strength speed Shot, you know, all that stuff is really good in front of the net, in front of his, and he's a smart guy. Um, you know, he does all. He's got a little meanness in him. Uh, he got, he's got all that stuff, but you don't see it all the time. That said, 
I don't give up on them. I personally think you don't find that combination in a lot of players, and it's going to be hard to replace them. But it, this is a different world, as you said. This is a this is a cap world. Uh, the Rangers are up against it, and uh, I don't think you give a 29-year-old seven times seven. Especially with how young the team is. This feels exactly to me like how the Matt Zuccarello season felt, where we knew Matt's was going. Like, yeah. As as much as people love Matt Zuccarello, and good for him for getting five years from Minnesota, by the way, and then they fired their GM immediately. Yeah, 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 good, yeah. Good, good man got paid, and I love that guy, so yeah. I'm happy for him. But yeah. everyone knew, even the people that were like in love with Zuccarello and didn't want him to go, and then were really sad. Everyone knew he was yeah. going. Like we all know, yeah. and I feel the same way yeah. with Chris Kreider, where it's going to be the open secret in the room the entire season, and every single week we're going to be like, well, it's going to be he's going to be traded at the deadline. That's it. No matter how good the and, team is. And in fairness, we all knew Ryan McDonough was going, and we all knew Rick Nash was going, and we all knew Michael Grabner was going, and we all knew Kevin Hayes was going. You know, this is this is a fact of where they are. When you you know when you tear it down to the foundation to rebuild it, that's what you do. You let your free agents, you, you trade your free agents, and Chris is going to be the last one of those. Chris is going to be the last, you know, UF big UFA who brings back a first to help the rebuild along. He's going to be the last one of that group. And uh, I think it's almost certain. Um, it, it could happen. It could happen that Chris comes back and says, you know, I, I'd like to be here. I want to be a Ranger. I'll, I'll take five years and maybe a little more money per. Uh, and they do it. Uh, and then they have to figure a way to fit him in under the cap next year, which is not going to be easy. <laughs> but, no. uh, you know, with the, with, the, uh, with the Shattenkirk cap hit the, following, the year after this one, it's going to be, they're going to be up against it pretty hard. And uh, so, you know, I think, I think they'd love to keep Chris. I think Quinn would love to keep Chris. And I personally would keep him if I could, but I don't think they can. Well, that, speaking of the cap itself, uh, I guess we should get to the next topic of Lemieux and ADA. Uh, both of those yeah. guys are going to be playing for the minimum deal they can get, right? There's going to be no new contract. They're going to have the offer on the table of what they have, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, it seems just yep. like tough beats for them. I don't even know what else to say yep. other than like everyone's that's just saying the way it happened, but those guys, yep. the, the Ranger cap situation just is not going to allow them to pay them any more than they already are. I just don't see it happening. No. And they have no leverage, um, and that's the that's the deal that the NHLPA signed with the league, and that's that's the way it is. And, and that's uh, part of why we're going to be locked out in two years, Rick. That's exactly yeah, what's exactly, going to happen. Exactly. And, and, and then that won't fix anything either. You know, it, it's a vicious cycle. They, they 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 try to fix what they broke, and then they make it worse, and then they, then they do then they do it again. So, um, but you know, in another year where they have more space. They might reward those two guys because they think highly of them, especially, you know, the coach really likes Lemieux, and the coach really made some strides with D'Angelo. And uh, in another year, they might re- reward them with an extra 500000 or something. But this year, it's just not going to happen. It can't happen, and it won't happen. Rick, I, I know we once upon a time floated the idea of the New York Rangers possibly offering someone an offer sheet, whether that was ever realistic or not, mm-hmm. with Panarin hanging out there. The, the, is there an RFA besides obviously Sebastian Ajo that it legitimately surprises you? No team decided to pony up. Um, I will say this: I, I heard and it, and it was pretty legitimate. 
and I should say very legitimate, that they were thinking about Braden Point. And they were going to go hard for him. And they might not have gotten Panarin. They weren't sure they were going to get Panarin. And they were they were going to go Braden Point um, until the Callahan thing and the... Hello? Oh, you're back. You're still, still here. still here. We're still breaking news. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, until the, until the, until they got rid of Callahan's contract, and until they got rid of J.T. Miller's contract, and I don't know what Vancouver's thinking um, with that trade. <laughs> yeah, when when we figure it out, we'll let you know too. Yeah, please do. But I, you know, they were. I think they were going that way, and and you know, points a much younger Panarin, um, and it was going and they were gonna, and Tampa was up against it, so they were going there. Um, but as far as as far as a another guy that surprised me that nobody goes after, no, uh, you know I was surprised that Montreal foolishly went after Aho because they weren't getting him. They, it wasn't going to happen. Not at you know, not at that number at least. If you want no, if you want Aho, pay him more than eight million dollars a year. You're doing the Hurricanes a favor. Exactly, and if and, and do you really want to pay him the max? Um, you know, I I don't know that that you want to pay him the max either. So. Um, but, you know, people have mentioned, and I wrote about this a little bit today, you know, well, why wouldn't somebody offer Sheet Lemieux or D'Angelo and get him for a third rounder? You know, because, uh, for one thing, the Rangers, it won't kill the Rangers to lose one of those two guys. And for the other thing, in two years, when all those big contracts come off the books, that team that takes D'Angelo or Lemieux better have all their RFAs signed <laughs> because the Rangers will retaliate. And I would. Yeah, uh, I would too. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's also the I mean, old boys club, Rick. Like, there's no way people are going to be like, all right, we're going to try and take 88th for a third right now. That's just not happening. You, like, it's, well, it's, it's, it's not, bad karma, quote unquote. Right. And, I, and, and, and you know, the boys, the boys club thing is popular. But I, I think it's more, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be, the, you don't want to be the team that's out there uh, where, you, where you have retaliations against you. And you also don't want to, Offer sheet a guy that you know you're not going to get. You just don't want to, you know, you don't want everybody in the team knowing you offered Sebastian Ajo whatever it was, whatever it would have taken to get him, and then didn't get him, and then don't get him. Um, you, you know, you don't want that out there. So um, if there's a if a situation comes up where you know the other team can't match, and you can still get him for, you know, whatever it takes, whatever amount that it takes. Um, but the other team, possibly, you know, like, like I said, Braden Point would have been a perfect thing if, if Tampa was still in the situation they were in when the season ended. Um, somehow, somehow, Rick Tampa caught like seventeen breaks yet again. So there you but go. Also, just on on the point part, isn't part of it? I I feel like everything Braden Point and his agent has said is like they just want to stay in Tampa. They they want to get paid. Don't get me wrong, but I I feel like everything we've heard throughout the summer is Point has never really had the intention. Of really wanting to leave Tampa. Well, that that's all well and good, but if the Rangers come with us with an offer sheet, the, the player doesn't have to sign it. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have to say he he could tell the Rangers no, no right. thank you. But you know that wouldn't happen either, right? Why would why why would Point say that when he knows that Tampa is going to match him? So, uh, yeah, it, it, you can you can say you want to stay in a city all you want, but you you to get to get your maximum. If somebody comes with an offer sheet, you sign it. Um, I just really, really don't want to go there. No, I, I get it. I just I, the thing I, I, I really don't understand, and I, I, I don't 
fancy you, Rick, a big NBA guy. It's just the NBA has figured out restricted free agency to a point where players sign offer sheets. Teams get creative with the offer sheets in order to entice other teams to make a hard decision. And there might be some retaliatory stuff going on in the NBA, but if there is, we don't really know about it, mostly because everyone is um, going under the radar anyway and committing some tampering, whether we want to admit it or not. It's just we look at the NHL, and it, it, it just it feels like, for whatever reason, and this could go back to the joke we made earlier about how the league's going to lock out in two years, it, it just feels like the entire free agency process in the NHL is a little bit more broken, and it doesn't yeah. make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And I agree with that, but you know it, they also have uh, first of all, do you, does anybody fully understand the NBA's salary cap because no, sure no, no, no. I think so, I, I think I understand early bird rights, but I would be lying if you put a gun to me. I know a good amount. Yeah. I'll just hands up. I'll, I'll say it. You don't know anything right oh, well, okay, never mind. I lied. Well, anything you know is miles above what I know, so because I don't know I, I don't understand how some of these teams fit some of these guys in and, and how these expiring contracts are so valuable to some teams. And Rick, it's the, the, the mid-level whatever, whatever, exception whatever. and the trading for veteran status. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah uh. but, what, but whatever it is, the, the, the NHL is, is under a hard cap, and we've all seen that you know teams try to get around the cap, circumvent the cap in any way possible, and sometimes they get caught and they lose draft picks. And uh, so, so – I don't think that you know you can really compare what goes on in the two leagues because the cap is completely different, and and plus everybody in the NBA makes twenty million dollars or more. Yep. Um, yeah. So I want to get. I want to be a basketball player. Same. Me too. But <laughs> I don't, yeah. I can't jump high enough. It's very unfortunate. Uh, I I kind of want to ask you some beat writer related questions. Uh, yep. Give me some dirt on Vince. Just so I can talk shit to him. No. Okay. Um. I <laughs> next question. Then no. I uh, no, Vince. I know Vince. A long time. Vince has been on the podcast twice now, so that's very fun. I mean, does he prefer Vince or Vin? I don't know. We call him either. See, see, now you guys better be careful. Better be careful. I call him Vinny, to be honest. I call him Mercagliano, actually. I don't even call him Vince. Okay. Now, let me tell you. Vin is responsible for training the world's oldest Snapchatter. Which was me. Yes. Um, before before the Journal News kicked my ass out the door like I was a piece of crap. Yep. Uh, and I'm not bitter. No. Why would you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not bitter that we're not Snapchat friends. That's the thing I'm fucking bitter about. Yeah, yeah. So I was on Snapchat. I was on Snapchat. Before I left the Journal News, That's I was on Snapchat. And Vin had to train me. Vinny had to train me. That's so fucking funny. And, uh, he's a good guy, and I'm, and I'm happy for him. Um, oh, we love him. I'm not, yeah, I'm not thrilled with you know, the general news is deciding all of a sudden again they're going to cover hockey. Oh. That's a different story for <laughs> Well, they, I'll let you know they haven't contacted us, so no one has. Uh, I, I have one more uh, question related to uh, beat writers. We had Colin on, yep. and I asked Colin yep. if he could ask me, ask Greg McKegg a question, uh, maybe like once a month for us. Will you also do that? No. Okay. It's okay, no. cool. Colin, Colin, first of all, I want Greg to first... say that real quick before you start, Colin said yes. Just throwing it out there. Is Colin going to go to Hartford to ask him, or is he? Going to oh! <laughs> fire! Five shots fired at Greg McGeg. He's going to make the team. Okay, he's going to be a fourth line center. All right, thank you. Colin, Colin, and I are not speaking anymore. Oh wow! Oh? No, no, no I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. 
<laughs> I believe you. I, I, thought, I thought we were starting a new beef war. Yeah, I was really no, excited. No, 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 he, when 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 the Rangers took uh, Ciccolini last year, Colin said uh, he must be a forward because he can't be a defenseman with that name. Now I went nuts on him for that, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick. Uh, Greg, do you have any other questions for me? And our good, our good dear friend Rick, get out of here. No, all, just, we're all I'm good. Really we're all happy. we're good. I have I have time. If you don't, we don't need to push me out. And oh, okay. And Colin, and Colin and I are great. We're very good friends. Well, we like I'm Colin just, too. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to get over the fact that we're not Snapchat friends, Rick. This Sorry. this is kind of. Well, you could probably still you. find you could probably still find me on there, and, fr- and I could friend you. Um, if you, if, if, Rick, if you think I didn't open Snapchat immediately after you said that and searched for you on Snapchat, you're nuts. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. So it's not there anymore. No, I, I haven't found you yet. Usually, usually by if it was saved on your phone, it would pop up, but I, I haven't. I'm I'm looking. I'm gonna find you. It's on my it's on my phone now. Now keep in mind that when they fired me, they took my phone. Oh. Uh, but, Never mind. Yeah, so, but it is on my uh, is it my new it's on my new phone. Okay, we'll have to figure um, this out. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have, we're gonna make a YouTube series called Snapchatting with Rick Carbonell. It'll be great. Are, um, are you um? Are you, we haven't plugged this yet on this entire podcast. Are you really not gonna come hang out with us on September fourteenth? It's a two hundred episode, Rick. It's a big day for us. No, I'm really not. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm really. And it's, no, I, I honestly. I know. I'm, it's I'm, just I'm, the way you said it. It was like, no, I'm really not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, I said, when I said I can't do it yeah, that day, it's I know. Because there's a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I would love dying with you guys. Yeah, we'll do it especially sometime since you guys, this year. Especially since you nice guys make me buy the beer. Of course. Oh, uh, you Why? offered? Oh, hold on. You offered? I make you? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 2019, we can't be using that kind of language. I guess one, one more uh, one more final question for me. I'm going to be holding possibly a sermon outside MSG on October 3rd. Uh, maybe you can write a story on that one. That would be good. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, I'd probably, I'd probably you, at least stop by for you, probably you, you don't gotta You don't got to worry about writing the story on that one because he's getting arrested, so it's going to be in the paper one way or another. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. Local, I definitely want to local sports cult hero do, arrested. We, yeah. Yeah, the athletic doesn't really do police blotter stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, okay. But, well, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm officially right. out of questions, and I appreciate you coming and stopping by. Uh, <laughs> we may or may not be working with athletic again soon, but uh, hopefully in the next couple of months when the season really starts ramping up, you'll come back on and hang out with us, Rick. Absolutely will. I hope you guys do hook up with them again. And uh, as you know, as much as you hated me at one we time. We hate Rick hated you. And and as much as you guys scared the crap out of me when I first met you. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy I do enjoy speaking <laughs> to you guys and, and hanging with you. So uh, so anytime at all, please feel free to we'll knock on out. the door and I'll Yeah, I gotta I gotta tell you, it, it does warm my heart a little bit to hear that someone in this great nation of ours was ever once afraid of me like in person i didn't think well, I, I didn't think i had the ability to instill fear in anyone given that i'm five eight to be fair i'm also you. five eight and it went up to rick first so i was more scary that's, right. that's the point all right well let, let me put it, let me put it this way yeah. and you guys don't have a time time constraint here no, do we you? do not no you sure don't okay okay so i don't think people probably don't know what the hell we're talking about Right. They do. So, I promise. The way the way you uh, the way you guys stalked me, right? <laughs> there was like five of you, right? Was, with the five was, of you with the t-shirts. It was like okay, you so it was t-shirts. me. It was me, Greg, and our friend George, who also writes for the website. Yes. And there was a couple other guys right behind you who, who may or may not have did been not know them. involved. Yeah. Ben Weber but, was there. So yes. so we did a we did a Q and A in a bar in New York City. Yes. 
and and then we broke into small groups and I had a bunch of Ranger fans around me and as I'm talking to them I see these five guys lurking behind them yeah, with was. you know you guys could have had freaking weapons strapped to you, you could have bombs <laughs> strapped to you. <laughs> you, you had you had the uh, you had the you all had the shirts on right the yeah, three yeah. shirts yeah mm-hmm. and 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 you warned me you were coming I right? did. You warned. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> we're, we're coming to oh, meet Rick Carpinello tonight. And yeah. So, in, uh, so in, in my defense, I, Ryan was definitely waiting to talk with you, and I think our buddy George was waiting with him as well. I think I was talking with Mark Craig about just how miserable being a Met fan if, was. Yeah, if you think if you think Greg cared about the Rangers at all, I think that just makes yeah. you don't know Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now, I just but honestly, I just remember honestly, I remember I walking over and sticking my head in the first the first words I remember you saying, Rick, were you guys don't like me, do you? And I was no, I was just you like ah, you don't I, know the half of I came over and like I, I said something to you and then you were like, Do you hate me? And I was like, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was the word I used. I used the hate. Yeah, word. you say I was like, I, yeah, yeah, Rick, we do a little bit, and then like know, twenty minutes later, we were like hugging. I was like, oh man, so sorry. Yeah. I'm an asshole. But honestly, yeah, well, honestly, I wasn't afraid. Afraid, right, right. But I was like, but I was like, this is not going to be good. This is really not going to be good. Turned out so, great though. It, it did, Cal- and, and if I'm not mistaken, we watched. Um, the end of the Capitals. Uh, we did, was, yeah. Was, we hung out. Was it the cup? Was it the game that night they won the cup, or was the? No, it was, was a week really before. Started. It was the it was the series right yeah, before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, but, uh, I I do I do think we are long overdue to have OK Coach on some kind of Blue Shirts yeah. Breakaway merchandise. Yeah, we'll do something. We're gonna yeah. change that. We're gonna we're gonna change that. We're gonna get it to you for sure. Yeah, we'll get you a shirt. You sh- that should happen. That yeah. should, that should definitely, that definitely. Should definitely happen. But anyway, anyway, all is good now. Um, I no longer fear you guys very much. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, we've had I mean, ev- we've I, had I, I everyone on now except except Larry. He keeps except Larry. Calls. We haven't had Larry. That's it. I don't think Larry does that stuff. No, we're, we know. Trust me, <laughs> we're yeah. trying. Uh, I, I will. I will say he uh, he did open up his DMs to us, but uh, wow. he he went on he went on a summer break. He hasn't talked to me. I, yeah, if he well, came on, I'd have I we'd argue too much about his baseball columns <laughs> that we wouldn't even get to the Rangers. Yeah. Well, he's a thing. legend. He he Larry is I have nothing negative to say about Larry. He's a legend. Um he, he's the best. He's he might be the best in the whole continent. Uh, although I think he pisses off enough people where he doesn't get credit for being such. But uh but he's the best. All and, right. I was well, going Dan, Dan Boyle just loves him. Yeah, same. I was going <laughs> to let you go, but I need to ask one more question. How did everyone fuck up the signing period? Or whatever that was, the buyout period. Like everyone that was a beat writer was like, "We don't actually know what's happening. It's actually now." Wait, yeah. it was Monday. Wait, yeah. it was Tuesday. Yeah. How did that happen? Right. Well, it, it's pretty simple, really. I mean, everybody assumed that the clock started with the Bushnevich signing, and the Bushnevich signing was Friday after office hours, so the clock didn't start until mm, Monday. Got it. And so that's, you know, it was pretty simple when we figured it out. But when it happened, we were like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. When what Rick, the hell we just... Rick, when, when Larry tweeted it, we were all like, what? Yeah. <laughs> just and, very and so, confused. you know, I, I immediately called somebody at the Rangers, and, and they weren't sure. They honestly weren't sure, uh, you know, what happened, why it was delayed. or um, But they had an idea that it wasn't the real deadline. Uh, when what it was at five o'clock that Monday or whatever it was, they they were not they were pretty sure that that wasn't the deadline, but they didn't know exactly what happened 
or or how. Um, so you know that's a fine fine move by the NHL there. And and I'm sure the Rangers would have would have signed Bushnevich at three o'clock instead of at seven o'clock if they had known. If they had um, known, yeah. But, yeah. But you know, but whatever. We we screwed it up. It's not the first time. It's not the worst thing we've ever done. We fuck uh, up all the time. Probably the worst. Probably the worst thing we've done collectively. Yeah. Um, but but not the worst thing any of us has done individually, and certainly not the worst that I will ever do again. Um, so just look for more of that, more of the same from me. All right, Rick. <laughs> I'm actually gonna let you go for real this time. If I will, probably are you gonna be at the preseason games too? I might go to one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll shoot you a text, DM, whatever, and uh, I'll probably see you at cool. one of the games. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, later, Rick. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you, Rick. Oh, good night, man. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, we're back. Rick is the fucking best. That's I. I what a heel turn. Really yeah, unreal. Uh, unreal. There have been a, there have been a lot of things that we've done on this podcast where you and I take a step back, going, "How the fuck is this has happened?" Yeah. I think our friendship with Rick Carpinello has to be top three. It's definitely top three. It might be number one. Uh, I want to take this time to thank all our supporters, especially the Banner Club. The Banner's hanging in the Blue Shirt Breakaway Raptors. That's OP by himself at the top, followed by Brandon, Do- uh, Brandon, Brian Doyle. Sorry about that, Brian. Tour from Manhattan, the OG. Thomas O'Neill, Eric Stagg, my good, dear, best friend. Mike Smith, who I talked to on DMs. Ben Weber, who's also one of my best friends. Billy Huff, who I don't know, but I will speak to soon. Benjamin Walters, who always talks to us. Sean Taggart, who writes for the website. And that's it. Love you guys so much. We are $20 away! From our goal, please, someone make the sacrifice. I'm begging you kind of a little bit. Uh, big show this today. Thank you so much for listening. September 14th, live show, The Gin Mill, 3 p.m. Vince, Vinny McCargoliano might be joining us. Who knows? Tweet at him. Yell at him. Tell him to come. And uh, we've sold, like, I don't know, two tickets. So it's going to be really exclusive. We're live, 200th show. It's going to be a really good time. So stop by uh, September 14th and hang out with us at 3 p.m. at The Gin Mill. Other than that... If you're interested in joining us at the game in December 27th versus the Hurricanes, it's on a Friday night. You can go to Reddit right now. It is a sticky post and message our friend Dan and buy the sweet tickets. They are officially cheaper than any ticket on StubHub. Okay, that's all my plugs. Uh, love you guys. I think that's it. Gregory, any last words? Fuck yep. Mickey Calloway. Fuck Mickey Calloway, indeed. More Mets talk next week on Blue Shirts Breakaway. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.